Goal Mate, Al Foran's Football Forum, a Goal Aid original. Hello folks and you're very welcome to episode 2 of Goalmouth, Al Foran's Football Forum. This is a Goal Out original podcast focused on all things football. Goal Out is the home of Irish podcasts and the new Goal Out app is available to download for free now in the App Store. You'll find new episodes of Goal Mouth every Tuesday at lunchtime, first on the Goal Out app and all major podcast platforms. And I'm delighted to be here with my co-host, Paddy Murphy. How are you, my old pal? I am very good, Al. Looking forward to getting into the lovely agenda we have here today. And yeah. uh, Another great weekend for you and another yeah. bad weekend for me. Well, yeah, Liverpool business as usual and United yeah. business as usual. So yeah, we should, we'll get into it. <laughs> Becoming numb to it, Paddy. I really am. We are going to look back on the Manchester derby. Um, it was woeful. Yeah, and you know the reaction from Man United fans around the world has been a lot of anger. I've never, I've it's exceptional amount this this last week. I wouldn't say it's anger. I'd just say it's the acceptance of misery. You know, mm. it's we're just numb to it. Um, even after Watford game the week before, which I should have really been frustrated after. I said this in the, the podcast last week. Yeah. Um, I should have been really angry after that game. I wasn't. I just got on with my life. And it was the same with this derby. You know, the second half was an absolute shambles as far as you know how to go. Yeah, I you mean, know? they were very, they were abysmal in the second abysmal. half. Abysmal. Um, promising first half. I was promising in the first half. Some aspects of it, you know. Yeah, I was actually, it was my birthday that day and I was out for lunch with my mum. And I, for some reason I had half five kickoff time yeah. in my head. I was sitting there and the next thing I looked it was half an hour gone 1-0 City I was like oh, although I should go God. back in it sorry I should go Paddy you were up for Man United this weekend oh I yeah. was yeah absolutely yeah. I was I was in the pub watching it and I was oh. I was as if I was a United fan because you know that would, be, would have been big for Liverpool but I mean I, sh- I shouldn't have I, I'm, what kind of horse yeah. were you back in yeah, I mean, what I, were you thinking I got a little taste of what it's like to be a United fan these days and I tell you I'm glad I can go back to the refuge of Liverpool yeah it was just woeful Um all the individual performances were absolutely abysmal. It was just an embarrassment to the club. And, um, yeah, I I mean, <laughs> what can I say? What can I say every week? I'm coming on to this podcast and, you know, y- you want me to be angry. I am angry, but I'm also... I, you have to laugh, don't you? You have to. Like, yeah. you know, what the fuck is going on at this club? You know, it's just a... As I said in my tweet, because people pick up my tweets, they are a bunch of pathetic losers. They are... A, yeah. They really are. And they're paying... For, they're, they're playing for that paycheck every week. They're not thinking about trophies. They think they're fantastic. They think they're brilliant. They think they are on the same level as those Man City and Liverpool players who actually work for a coach, who are well-drilled. It's very disjointed, isn't it? It's completely disjointed. There's no but, cohesion. But, but you know what? And it's it starts at the top. They know that they can take the piss out of, you know, the club. And they know the owners are so are so lenient, they don't have a clue about football, yeah. that they can get these massive contracts and they can be on 200 grand a week and just, you know, put in a 50% effort every week. You know, it's, it's, it's daylight robbery as well. It's criminal that they're playing that bad every week and they're getting that much money. You know, actually, here you got the anger on me. But uh, as I said, my my reactions, my initial reactions, I'm always numb. Yeah. But then, obviously, if I'm dissecting it, yeah, you have to look back and. There just doesn't seem to be 
a plan in place at the club from top no. to bottom. Like there's so much uh, disarray, young lads getting mad amounts of money, and you know, as you said, there's nobody playing for the badge for the manager. It's just a bunch of bunch of individuals are just coasting really, and uh, yeah. levels below their counterparts in Liverpool and City and Chelsea even a little bit. Mm. Yeah, they are. They, well, they're no, they're levels below Chelsea yeah. as well. You know, and and it's it it all go, it's all down to coaching. You know, they were very, listen. They were very good under Solskjaer, and then they threw him under the bus. You know, and and Roy Keane said it. I think he said it nearly three years ago now. Leopards never change their spots. You know, mm-hmm. wait until this this Latro Ole under the bus. It only took them about a month to do it to Ranić. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is the problem. This is what you're dealing with. You know, I was talking to Calvin O'Brien of talking bollocks there before we came in and Calvin said to me look at the amount of players that he was like he was kind of worried about the amount of players that are out of contract and that are going to leave in the summer I actually think that's a good thing get rid of the bad eggs like and I know we're at rebuild volume 5 you know (laughs) let's see if this one works out hey and we'll also get some of the reaction from our famous faces to that game and then later on, we spoke last week about how Liverpool have prospects of a quadruple in their hands. <laughs> I, can say, I can see Paddy's eyes lighting up here. Uh, but today we look at the blue half of Merseyside and what on earth is going on at Everton Football Club. Yeah, well, I mean, we are going to get into that. They are yeah. in free you have, fall. You have so many reasons to be happy, don't you? You yeah, are, like Everything yeah. is just great for you. What's yeah, it like? I'm it's certainly just, content. It's just great. I mean, you know, you know what it's like. You've you've had your you, you know your adolescence, your your teen days were full of this. Yeah, I did. Um, and now you're deprived of it, which is fantastic. And I'm getting my slice of the cake. <laughs> I've I've had a, I've had probably too many slices of cake, but this one's enjoyable. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite cake? <laughs> red velvet. Are you a red velvet man? Yeah. I'm a vanilla sponge. Apparently, red velvet is only just it's it's not red. It's just like chocolate cake dyed. Yeah, that's mad. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> you including this in? I thought it was. I thought it was like some sort of special. Like I never. And then my, ever since I was told it was just chocolate cake with red food colour, and I kind of my life's been a lie. But uh, oh, you know. That's quite disappointing. Yeah. We've talked about, you know, red velvet, you know, the red side of United, or Manchester and Liverpool, but, you know, we'll get into the red. Well, <laughs> 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 that, that was a horrific segue. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is all staying in. <laughs> Do keep it in. Uh, now it's our weekly segment of Keeping Tabs on United. Let's continue the misery for Al. Let's continue it. Let's get a rant out of me. Um, Yeah, it's clear that there is one big talking point for the tabloids and it relates to the Manchester derby and one specific aspect of it. And that is that Cristiano Ronaldo returned to training after he was missing for the loss against Manchester City at the weekend. Pretty much all of the tabloids are covering this. Um, Big call to leave him out. The correct call. Think so? He's yeah. But then why play Bruno Fernandez as a false nine? I mean, well, that that was a failed experiment, also. Mm. Um, just it's indicative to the lack of options United have in mm, that part yeah. of the field. But I don't know. It, it, although in a game like that, 
you know, Ronaldo, you know, overall, his overall game, how he impacts the game isn't I isn't good enough. I think, yeah, I, and but, I think we're getting hopeful at this point that yeah. Ronaldo can turn it on in a game. No, like people, yeah, people are, yeah, exactly. People are like, oh, let's hope Ronaldo can magically turn into his former self. But I think yeah. people have to understand, he's still a fantastic footballer, but he is 37 years of age. Yeah. Things do come to an end things do decline mm. and as much as his body is a marvel for a 37 year old like I'm sure it's, he's a 25 year old's body he said before or something like that 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 can only go on for so long yeah. and the intensity of the Premier League is just not something you can just coast with mm. and yeah right right call by Ranić and um, apparently it was rumoured that he even refused to be on the bench for the City game which you know I know you're Ronaldo but if, if you're not willing to be a part of the team like that then you have to go Kind of a heart, it's 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 heartbreak now, isn't it? it, it Failed experiment. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure he kind of had heard rumblings of, you know, how bad the situation was at the club before he arrived, and now he's he's seeing that, and he's acting up a little as well. Like it's listen, yeah. he it's he he is he is partly to blame as well, and it is it's a big call on Ranić, you know. To leave someone like Ronaldo out, but if he's gonna, if he's gonna show lack uh, a lack of professionalism, then yeah, you you just have to do it. Breaks my heart talking about this because, you know, I seen this guy, you know, come to the club, eighteen years old, raw, pure raw talent. I remember his debut against Bolton. Um, for about two years, I seen glimpses of brilliance. Mostly, he frustrated the f- living shit yeah, out of me. Failed skill moves. And oh Jesus! Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. And any time he came up against Ashley Cole, even when he hit his prime at United, he still struggled. But he was—he grew into an, an absolute, uh, just a monster of a player. Yeah. You know, I think two, three years in. Yeah. When did he arrive? Two thousand and three. So two thousand and six was when he just something clicked. Something clicked there. You know, the hard work was paying off. It was after the World Cup. Yeah. I think um, there was a slight relief as well that Rooney, you know, kind of, right he him, was yeah. okay, kind of forgave him after that incident yeah. in the in the World Cup. Um, and then he just, from then on, it was just... Strength a, a, a to remar- strength. Yeah, strength to strength. You know, 23 goals in that 06-07 game. Double player of the year, young, young player of the year and PFA player of the year in the following season. You know he was phenomenal with the forty-two goals, but that's that's a different player. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing I think United fans struggle to to do yeah. is is detach themselves from that Ronaldo and the one they actually signed. You know, yeah, that's not the man you signed as, that's a, well, as much as you wanted yeah. to believe it's not. Oh my God, Ronaldo's going to save everything. And I think there was an arrogance from Ronaldo there, maybe rightfully so, to oh. be arrogant. Maybe he thought he could come into United and and be the saviour and then that would be an excellent end to his career Yeah, but it hasn't worked out United have just been that rotten that even Ronaldo can't fix it and listen he hasn't pulled up any trees He's, he's I mean he's had some really good moments in the Champions League but overall I think we, it's safe to say it's been a bad signing from a, a footballing aspect obviously commercially phenomenal but. it is it is but it's a player that we rely solely on individual brilliance now mm. And I, I, I listen. I'll go back to that first stint at United. He had that individual, individual brilliance. He had. Want to go back? No, no, no. Keep going. Yeah. And I'll go. I'll go back to that first stint at Manchester United. He had that individual brilliance, but he was also a team player, and he also linked up well with every player on that team, and it also helped that you know he was being managed by. 
by Fergie at the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the player I see now is just a player who'll give you the odd bit of brilliance, you know, once or twice in a game. That's but, it. But the ironic thing about Ronaldo now is it's almost like a complete switch where now he relies on the service. Yeah. He doesn't have that individual brilliance. Mm. I mean, he does, you know, he can't just magic it out of nowhere. He's not going to, like, skill four or five players anymore and score a goal. Um, but he can, he's still a poacher, right, fit, right place in yeah. the box. But he's just not the right fit. But the performances, the overall performances for right. 90 minutes of the game are just, they're, they're completely inconsistent now with Ronaldo. Yeah. And that's the problem, you know. So, yeah, if we have a player who is relying on that individual brilliance, you know, maybe it's best to let him go, especially at his age. It's heartbreaking for me to talk about it, but at least we have the memories from the first stint. Yeah, I think it's just been a bridge too far for even Ronaldo. You mm. know, it would have been an ideal world he would have came in and, you know, I think what, what was it? it was the famous debate with uh, Carragher and Keane. It was like, mm. why are you signing him? Um, you know, he's not going to win you the Champions League. And Keane was like, oh, you're signing to win cups. But nah, it just hasn't worked out. It was an idealistic thing from everyone. Yeah. And I think City kind of, Done a number on United, <laughs> kind of was like, oh, yeah, we'll sign him, and then United shut yeah. the bed. Like the next thing, he's he's back at Old Trafford. And listen, I don't get me wrong, it was a that that first game with Newcastle mm. and the first two. That was a magical, like that was a big moment. Like, the, the, there was the scenes where you can't deny they were great, they were yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, and we I spoke about it last week. Yeah, yeah. for a, maybe great. for a split second, I was like, wow, maybe maybe this could be actually the reignition United needed. But thankfully, yeah. it's proven to not be the case. Well, he's not the only problematic personality at the club um, because there's a lot of them there's a lot of them that you know they lack fight they lack any kind of passion except for probably McTominay but he, okay McTominay he, he might, doesn't yeah. lack passion but he lacks football in the middle probably <laughs> <laughs> and we spoke about that last week he's not on the level of a Fabinho or a Rodri or a Kante mm. and we know that well but I, I mean I'm looking at Edison Cavani taking the absolute piss like he is taking the piss yeah. he needs to be 100% fit if he and I've I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago if he's 99.99999% fit he's going to tell Ranić now no I don't feel good enough that's a that's a problem now on the pitch you know he he, he does he, he he shows it you know he shows his brilliance on the pitch but you know this is another issue <coughs> Like we have two, we have two dinosaurs two. that we're relying on for yeah. goals now, you know. And I just, ah, uh, I, I don't know how we got to this. I don't know how we got to this. It's quite bizarre that United are, are lacking. Like, the, the, if you think of who's scoring, you know, who's like United striker? You have Cavani and you have Ronaldo, who are kind of cut from the same cloth right now. Both kind of, dare I say, has beens. They mm. they were ridiculously good in the prime. Obviously, different levels, of course. But, but Cavani not... was very good last season oh, he, when he played. He, yeah. But he, you know? again, he doesn't offer enough off the ball either. I no, don't he think. doesn't. And that's uh, off the no, no. I got to disagree with you there. Oh, really? Off the ball, he offers a lot. Yeah, in terms of his movement, like he's he, he he's he's a step ahead. You know, with regards to his movement, oh, off the maybe, ball, but still not enough. I don't think. Uh, that that was one of the, that was one of the peak. Aspects to his game last season, oh, is how good he was off the ball. Mm. On the ball, though, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. You know, if if you see Cavani dropping deep in a game, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because he he um, as well as his passing as well, 
he, you know, he he misplaces the, his a lot of his passes, and he mm. can't get the right weight on his passes either. Yeah. You know, but off the ball, he is he's a brilliant player. He's very intelligent when it comes to that. You know, it's striker's instinct. He's, Naturally, yeah. he's a veteran of the game. Yeah. But you just need. I mean, in the summer, obviously, you're going to need to just go out and spend big on a striker. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of you, Mike. You can refresh my memory if there's any young lads in the academy that are going to come through. And yeah, there's young Charlie McNeil, um, Joe Hugill, who was very good. I just in this at this stage, you'd be thinking, just pluck one of them from the academy and throw them in. What is the worst that can well, happen? Well, Van Gaal did it with um, another player. We're going to get Keane. to. He, he, no, he did it with Rashford. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he brought Rashford in and. I don't know where that you know that that journey is and Rashford kind of taking an, an yeah. abrupt kind he's of kind stop. Of yeah, he's stagnant. I think mean, you want if you want to get into it now, but obviously there is talk about Rashford at the moment. Yeah, wanting to leave possibly. Well, yeah, um, yeah. His his future is in doubt. Um, the Daily Mail are reporting that that the PSG uh, want him to replace Kylian Mbappe this summer. Uh, with the Man United forward pondering his future. But Mauricio Pochettino would like to keep him at Old Trafford if he succeeds Ralph Ranić. Just two situations that I I just don't want to happen, really. That is, that, that, <laughs> well, no, I don't mind Rashford. If Rashford feels you know, he, he needs to leave to, to get more game time to improve his game, then so be it, you know. <sighs> It's it's a shame it's it's come it's come to this, but I'm looking at a player who hasn't developed his game since 2019. He's actually stopped, as you say, he stagnated, stagnated completely. But the thing about this, uh, the words replace Kylian Mbappe, that is uh, <laughs> quite bizarre. I can't imagine Leonardo and the PSG fellas are like. Right, we're losing the best footballer in the world. Arguably, going to win multiple Ballon d'Ors. Who should we get to replace him? I know, Marcus. Sorry, Rashford. Paddy. What? Kylian Mbappe is the best player in the world. One of. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I didn't hear the one of in there. I didn't. Oh my god! After that Mo Salah performance, you're going too hard on well, your no, boy here. I, I, know, but I, I think, like in terms of the whole package and age and everything, Kylian Mbappe is yeah, the no. best in the world. Like you know. He's the hottest commodity in the game. There's mm-hmm. a reason PSG are willing to give them give him extraordinary amounts of money, and there's a reason Real Madrid are also willing to. And he's carrying that attack this season. Yeah, he's just he's, he's different grave. He's yeah. phenomenal. Like, um, and he will go on to win multiple Ballon d'Ors because obviously the Ronaldo and Messi era is well, Messi's not quite done just yet. He could he could have another yeah. Ballon d'Or in him. I, the one he won recently is kind of people were debating. I think Lewandowski was robbed him and honestly, yes, but that's the debate for another day. Yeah, but I think I don't I don't see Messi or Ronaldo win another one. So the, we we, yeah. we have a new winner. I know Luka, Luka Modric won blah 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 yeah. but you know I don't think Rashford is of the level required to replace Mbappe uh, mm. although I do think in the, in the French League he would be okay but he really has I don't, there's something going on with Marcus Rashford like I watched him in that game in that Manchester derby Yeah, it's like someone won a competition to play for the day and they invited a randomer off the street he looked like he was playing with yep. Timberland boots on he, absolutely abysmal and you, have it, you have it spot on Paddy it's, it's crazy it's a player who tries to do the most uh, just he just doesn't do the simple things in mm. the game he tries to be the hero Roy of the Rover stuff he tries every game Yeah, you know and he runs he runs at defenders like it's a brick wall and he's about to hit it like he just doesn't <laughs> it, he does He just that's all he does there's no hope with him just like when he, he gets on the ball take, it's like when he gets on the ball and, and like I dread seeing him try to do it I tried to dribble <laughs> past defenders <laughs> Oh, he doesn't do it. Like... He'd, he'd lose. He's constantly losing possession, misplacing passes here and there. 
His finishing is off. Everything is off. There's something going on. There's something amiss. I, like, there is. It's there, more than there a drop has off. To be. It's like there is something fundamentally going wrong. Well, with him. We, can we go back to maybe to Oli? Did did Oli play yeah. him too much? To you know, is it is it a case? Is this like another Michael Owen situation? He has played a lot of football since he yeah. broke in. I think it was was it 2016? 2016. Michelin, Fe- wasn't it? Yeah, February yeah. 2016. Michelin. Great yeah. memory. Um, he scored twice or something. Yes, it? Louis van Gaal. Louis van Gaal, good yes, brought him <laughs> back into the team. Uh, no, brought him in, introduced him because uh, they, were, uh, they did not have uh, many forwards. I believe some players were not fit. If I can remember, was it Wayne Rooney? It was. But then, it's the Thursday Europa League game. He plays against Arsenal and scores two goals. So, the Man United fans can thank me and they can also say, you know, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I remember, actually, and he, when he scored in his debut, remember he ran over to the crowd and he celebrated and it was Dean Henderson was actually in the crowd that yes, day. Yes, yes. I don't know why, it's weird that I remember that. I just have a good memory when it comes to yeah. football. Number 39 he was wearing as well. Number 39, um, yeah. Calvin Klein's, I believe, was what he was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, it, it, it is a case of he's played so much football from such a young age, yeah. thrown in at the deep end. And, you know, it's wild United have been on a downward spiral and a lot has been required of him. Mm. And I think it is a case of just possible burnout, fatigue. You know, it's been scientifically proven that players that break in um, at a younger age, yeah. they do stagnate earlier. Now, this Messi. is extremely early. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but there's an anomaly to everything. Yeah, but this yeah, is extremely yeah. early. But I think it's more than a a lack of form. It's just, it, it's something's wrong. And, and listen, if he feels that, you know, the best way to progress his, his career is to move on and get more game time, then so be it. Um, because he's not going to get ahead of Sancho in that, uh, no. Sancho's that left wing position. You know, so, so Sancho has that position. Yeah, he's in so a good ball at the if, moment. If I'm being honest. Moving on to our next segment, footy focus. And we move away from United and we look at what's going on in football around the world. Uh, we spoke last week about what football can do to not only tackle Russia, but also help Ukraine in what continues to be a devastating set of events over there. And this is worth discussing because just before we started recording, the Premier League has ended a broadcasting agreement with Russia and has also donated £1 million to Ukraine Relief Fund. Is this enough? Should the individual clubs themselves do something? Because that's something that we spoke about last week. Yeah, of course. I mean, first of all, you know, this is significant from the Premier League. You know, they're, they're taking they're taking a stance and, you know, um, fair play. A million pounds is great, yeah. but it is kind of chump, <laughs> chump change in the chump in change. the grand screen yeah. scheme of things. Uh, I would like to see more being done, but I'd imagine it will. It will. It's a, it's almost an ongoing thing that you know mm. they will continue to kind of help. Um, you know, the public. Uh, displays of affection have, have continued in front of every game, which is obviously lovely to see, um, and which is and it's all well and good. But of course, the Ukrainians Ac- will want to see more. Action is more important. Actions speak louder than words, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Um, but no, listen, this is significant from the Premier League. But again, I would like to see more being done as it goes on. Again, hopefully, you know there can be a resolution in the coming weeks and days and stuff. And you know, but yeah. you know, it's a good start from the Premier League. But again. We'd like to see more. Um, yeah, we'd like to see more. We'd like to see the clubs come together. Maybe, maybe like a, some sort of charity game in in the stadium, and all proceeds go to Ukraine. Like all these things help. You know, yeah. it's a time of need for the Ukrainian people in the country. And again, you know, we don't want to 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 
bog people down with this every week but it has to be talked about you know and mm. in, in relation to football if we need to talk about this and it's important and deserves uh, to I mean an, an idea as well FIFA could liaise with someone like Andrei Shevchenko who's arguably one of Ukraine's greatest players of all time to organise some sort of rest of world international some sort of rest of world international friendly with yeah. with ex-players you know as you said like a charity game like that absolutely you know? every, every little helps you know what I mean and, and Hmm. It, it, it's just, it's it's just it's it's horrible that this this happened, but you know it's good to football. Yeah, and you know it's, it's when football's good and everyone comes together, mm. really, it really is good. And it was, we have a big community in the in the game, so yeah, put it to use it for the greater good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully um, <coughs> next week we'll be talking. There'll be further action, and we can talk about it next week. Um, moving on, there has been injury concerns around Erling Haaland. Uh, well, I like to call him the football Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That's just my name for him. Uh, as it's reported, I didn't get a laugh out of Paddy there. Uh, that's really bad. Uh, United lose 4-1 in the derby and I can't get a little joke laugh out of Paddy. Andrew, you're laughing about it. Anyway, listen. Sorry, it was, very, it was that funny I, I had to contain my excitement. Paddy, did you watch wrestling, no? As a kid I did. I used to be a big Rey Mysterio fan. Oh, Rey Mysterio. Boyka, Boyka, 619. Bigger, bigger. Can you not see similarities between Erling Haaland and Brock Lesnar and how they're they've broke onto the scene and they're dominant? I know wrestling. I thought scripted. you meant that they look alike. They do look a bit alike. Haaland well, they could do. Be Brock yeah, yeah, they do look that's a bit like. Yeah. When I see Haaland, I just picture Brock Lesnar's. I I, I picture his, Brock Lesnar's music. I hear his yeah, music. Yeah, I do. I, I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. I'd say so. I'd say some of the listeners are like, "Will you ever shut the <laughs> fuck up? This is this is a football chat." No, listen, there, there's a lot of injury concerns around Erling Haaland at the moment. It's been reported that he'll be out until April. He's had some form of muscle issues since the end of January and he's missed 16 games for Dortmund. Uh, this seems to be a recurring problem. Is this a worry for a lot of the major clubs that are interested in this, you know, massive generational talent? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know... You know, at times you thought he was almost infallible, but his muscles said, "No, you're not quite." Um, but I'm not. It's not surprising he has these muscle injuries because his game is very. He's very aggressive. He's mm. very impactful. He's very strong. He's a big brute of a of a forward. Oh, massive presence. Yeah. yeah. So and it's not. But you know, he's 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 had muscle injuries out to a zoo this year and he also last his first season or last season he he missed uh, 10 games as well mm. he had a couple of injuries at Salzburg too so at a young, at this young age these injuries could easily take their toll now listen I hope for his own sake he can kind of find a solution but you know it seems to be constant almost mm. like a constant reoccurring theme and it is very worrying it's worrying yeah. for him It's it could really it's, stifle his career it's actually worrying from a neutral perspective being a foot because I've never been well Mbappe excited me in his first season at Monaco yeah. and then you know I didn't think I'd see a player so soon you know a couple, maybe two three years later who excited me even more with mm. Erling Haaland when he was at Salzburg and then obviously he made that move to um, to Dortmund so hopefully hopefully it's 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 not a, an ongoing issue and hopefully it doesn't affect him in his future because that's a that's a that's a specimen of of a football player right there because I've never seen anything like him and as 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 you said like he has he's aggressive he's physical as well you know and he's he's actually his all round game as well you're starting to kind of see glimpses of his how uh, glimpses of how good his all round game is 
I mean, the man was, he was created in a lab. Like, if you were just created like a big, big, Yeah, big everyone says that, yeah. You know, genuinely. Yeah. And he's just, you know, his debut for Dortmund, he scores like two goals and they're the most routine <laughs> thing. He just, he just does it, you know. Yeah. And I, I always said that between him and Mbappe, there's always a debate, but I always said that I feel ha- Haaland is flop-proof. I feel like he wouldn't flop anywhere. I just feel like he'd score goals anywhere. Whereas I said Mbappe may, but I feel like Mbappe wouldn't either. But he just, he just, um, Haaland is quality. Yeah. Neither of them. Neither uh, of them. Flop They're proof. Both. No. Well, I mean, you hope. The, the, I'm looking at the 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 lens. Like so far this season, 18 days, 34 days, 23 days, yeah. and now this new one up till April. That's very significant. Yeah. And you know, it will make club second guess. Um, buying mm. him, although I think his, I believe his current release clause is around seventy-five million euros, which is why yeah. half the bloody world want him because for that price, it's 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 that's a discounted, yeah. heavy discount. Which it's probably it's probably worth taking the chance on him, no matter what. Mm. When Haaland plays well in those big knockout games in the Champions League, Twitter is just it's, it's a great buzz. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you know, it, what was it? I think it was against PSG. Yeah, it was kind of the Haaland versus Mbappe show. We got the first taste of it. And Haaland came out the victor, obviously, in one of the games. But, uh, yeah, no, I hope, as I said, from a neutral perspective, I really do hope that um, that's not too much of an issue mm. from the future for Erling Haaland. I agree, I agree. Um, moving on to our next segment, Famous Faces. This week, there was only one show in town, and that was the Manchester Derby. I'm annoyed. United fans are annoyed. But what does the celebrity world think? We sent Paddy out to chat to some... Famous faces. Al, you won't believe who I've just run into. Who have you run into? Mr. David Attenborough. How are you doing? What did you make of the Manchester Derby at the weekend, sir? Well, it was an interesting fixture. Full of great warriors of Manchester City. Great species that know what they are doing. And the other team, Manchester United, striving to survive. Because... They did absolutely, and excuse the language, fuck all in the second half of the game. While it looked hopeful through Jaden Sancho's equaliser in the first half, Kevin De Bruyne took away all of their hopes and dreams by going 2-1 up for Manchester City. And the second half was nothing but a disgrace. Yes, Thank you very much for that, Mr. Attenborough. But we also have Katie Taylor. Katie, did you enjoy the game? Uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean? You have to look at Manchester City and just, you know, just be nothing but impressed with that team. They're absolutely amazing. And, you know, as you know, Paddy, you know, I played I played for Ireland, you know, in, in the, as for the Ireland ladies, you know, when I was younger, under under 21s and all that. So I know my football and, you know, just the way Pep Guardiola sets up that Man City team is absolutely incredible, you know. And it just turned into a training session for them in the second half. You know, they were absolutely taking the, you know, I don't swear, they were taking the mickey out of Man United and, you know, it was just, yeah... You know, just it was hopeless for Manchester United and Ranyak subs as well. They were, you know, they they were a little bit bad, you know. So, (laughs) yeah, just looking at that. It was absolutely woeful, you know. Bruno Fernandes has a false nine. Yeah, false footballer more like Katie. Pretty spot on assessment. Ah, no, you can't, you know, that's a little bit unfair. You know, statistics are pretty good, Patrick. Spot on assessment there from Katie Taylor. But now... We have some Hollywood royalty here in Woody Harrelson. Woody, how are you doing? Man, I'm great. That 
That performance from Man City was incredible. I mean, they're like the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, man. They, they, they ain't, you know what? The amazing thing about Man City is they don't have one star player. The star is that coach, man. Pepe Guardioli. You, you actually man. look a bit like Pep, Woody. Similar uh, yeah. structure and. What is that? Because I'm bald? Is that? that? Yeah, you're both phonetically challenged, I would say. Yeah. Well, he speaks a little faster than I do. Well, I don't know if he likes the <laughs> the green stuff. You know, I don't like. If he, I know. I don't know if he's into that stuff. Maybe he needs it to chill out after a game because he's so intense. I think he's more of a wine guy. He is a well. You can be a wine guy, and you can be a grass guy too, Patty. Uh, Woody Harrelson, thank you very much for coming in. I really enjoyed the chat. But now, uh, delighted to announce we're joined by David Beckham. David, what did you make of the Manchester Derby? Yeah, you know, I'm quite busy with Inter Miami. I mean, it's a project that's quite close to my heart. You know, there's a lot going on. We're looking at signing players. We're looking at developing a structure at the club. You know, it, it really is great. And Victoria's backing me all the way. You know, the kids are backing me all the way. It's amazing. It really is. And you know, Miami's a beautiful city. The Will Smith song should, you know, be a clear indicator of that. You know, while it's a, yeah, it's a great tune and Miami Vice. You know, Bad Boys as well. It's filmed in Miami. Great movie, all three of them. Um, yeah, into Miami, great project, and yeah, Man United would shite. Well, fair play, Paddy. You have a lot of friends. You have a lot of famous friends. I know. What can I say? What can I say? I'm, I'm doing my best. Tell you that TikTok fame is really it's getting you places, pal. David Attenborough, Katie Taylor, Woody Harrison. Very interesting, to, you know. Mm. David Beckham, in-depth you know, analysis. Yeah, in-depth analysis. Yeah. yeah. His his five second in depth analysis about the derby very interesting. Well, look, let's move on to the next segment, and it's Premier League chat. Uh, it's time now to take a look around the grounds and see what's going on elsewhere in the Premier League. And Chelsea are now up for sale after Roman Abramovich confirmed he is looking for offers for the club after nearly twenty years as its owner, and you know, pretty successful legacy. <sighs> He's uh, yeah. leaving behind as owner as owner of Chelsea. Um, you know, I think two years into his his ownership was it two years? Oh three, yeah, oh five. They they won the league in dominant fashion with Jose Mourinho as the manager. Um, couple of FA Cups in there, two um, Champions Leagues. More than a cup, they've won everything basically. They've won everything. Yeah, they we're talking five Premier Leagues, two Champions Leagues. Um, five FA Cups, a couple of Community Shields, a couple yeah. of League Cups, a Europa League, a Club World Cup, quite literally everything, and a, and a, and a few managers, it's safe to say. Was it two Europa Leagues they won? No, one Europa League. Oh, no, Europa sorry, League? no, two, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 20, 2013 they won the Europa League. And they won it, oh, and they, yeah, won, and they, they, won they, it they hammered Arsenal in 2019. And, I mean, they've had the likes of Sarri, Di Matteo, Conte, Tuchel, Mourinho, it's been a man- manager merry-go-round. Gus Hiddink, and even bloody Rafa Benitez was in there. Yes. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that there's definitely been a couple of them, I don't know. But yeah, and who'd have thought out of all those managers, it would have been Di Matteo to win the first Champions League for Chelsea. Yeah, that was quite the run. Um, and then he got sacked a few months later, in typical Roman fashion. Yeah, you don't, you don't have much... Was, that's that's going to be a big change at Chelsea. Mm. The, like not only the change in the guard from Abramovich, but 
you know, he is notoriously one of the most rootless owners there is. A couple of bad spell. And even Ancelotti. I think Ancelotti won a double and then he was out the door. He's gone. Conte. Yeah. Conte won the league, won an FA Cup, gone. Yeah. Um, but I think he won... Well, I think Conte was more so he, he just had disagreements with the board and then Sarri came in because, you know, they kept him on even though Chelsea, they finished sixth that season the year after they won the league with Conte. Mm. Um, so I think that was kind of Conte being brave, you know, standing up to the board like he does at most clubs, yeah. you know, where you'll fall out with the board. But listen, it's it's a massive legacy. Um, he's, he's leaving behind Abramovich. He's brought so much success to that club you know the first kind of big you can include Man United in that bracket as well but like the first club to kind of pose that threat as big money spenders in the Premier League um, you know some of the players they brought in at the start, even they changed the game, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, as I remember, I've seen I've seen interviews over the years, like from Gerrard and Carragher. They were like talking about how, as soon as Chelsea were taken over, they realised, wow, this is really going to be tough, like because mm. it's the proper like f- real flex of the muscles. And they didn't waste time. They signed bloody everyone under the sun, as you said in that first season. The likes of Kesman, yeah. Mutu, who you know. That, they didn't work out too well, but they yeah. also got the likes of I, think, I don't know if Drogba was in the first season. They got Robin. Yeah. Um, it, I remember because I remember there was a big debate over Duff, Duff and Robin. Yeah. You know who was starting over the other because they they both played on the left wing. Was it the left wing? Yeah. Sometimes they play right, interchangeable. But yeah, yeah they, they'd be interchangeable, and they were, geez, they were lethal the two of them. Um, but yeah, it's it's a massive legacy, a lot a lot of success there. Um, and listen, you know Abramovich. He's he's doing it because you know he's under a lot of pressure, a lot of scrutiny with his ties to to Putin at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certain people interested, the likes of uh, Todd Bowley, who's the owner of LA mm-hmm. Dodgers, Thomas Ricketts, he's the chairman of Chicago Cubs, and as you can see, there's a bit of a pattern here, a bit of a Americana vibe. Mm, all um, baseball teams. Yeah, you 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 love your American owners, don't you, Al at Man United? Oh, adore them. Yeah, they're they're get fabulous. The, go they're and great. get the Norwich flag Chelsea out again. Fans. Chelsea fans, you're going to love them. You're going to love them. Paddy, you also love your American owners. Uh, um, love, re- hate. No, listen, I, I do, actually. I do have a lot of respect for SG. They brought back the glory days to Liverpool um, with a lot of help to Jurgen Klopp. So I know I do. Um, you know, We don't need to get our Norwich scarves out like United fans like to do every few minutes. Sorry, is this the same person that told me there should be a protest if they if don't have most Yeah, if they don't, contract? but that's going to be done. It's rumoured that it's going to be done. <laughs> I've heard murmurs last night. <laughs> But, uh, do you think? Do you think that should be done? Do you, if they don't, if they don't get a new deal, yeah, for one player, yeah, yeah. But what if you just replace him? No, you know, nah, it's all I must stay. I, listen, I rightly criticise my owners, but FSG, you did say what? that there should be a protest if they don't offer Mo Salah four hundred grand a week. Yeah, I agree with that. Stand by. Why? What do you mean? Why? It'd be disgraceful to let him go. Self-explanatory. No, sorry. We went on a tangent there, and we're back to the, we mentioned Jim Ratcliffe there, one of Britain. We didn't actually, but you are going to. Know. He's also one of the rumored um, buyers, one of Brit- Britain's richest men and CEO of global chemical company Ineos. Am I correct? Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Um, denied a bid recently, but has looked at buying Chelsea in the past. He's a Man United fan. He was one of the rumored kind of. He was rumored to buy Man United. Yeah, there's a lot of um, interested parties there. Uh, with Chelsea you, uh, Woody Johnson as well who's the current New York Jets owner and 
he's a US ambassador to the UK and um, which and he's also a big Donald Trump supporter. So what a guy. What a tremendous wonderful guy. <laughs> him and Chelsea would be a great fit I think. You know the Jets they're a lot better than the Giants. The Giants are losers. They're very bad. Woody Johnson he would be tremendous for Chelsea football soccer club. Make Chelsea great again, I believe, would be the slogan. They're already great. They won the Champions League. What are you talking about? Will these owners um, invest in the players and kind of the structure of the club the same way Abramovich would have? Do you, or do you yeah, think I mean, there'll be kind of the standard run-of-the-mill um, we've, we've three American, potential like, American owners? Let's not let's not like beat around the bush when a when a, and a, a businessman is going to buy a football club. They're they're not buying it for the crack just to mm. say, look at me, I have a football club. You know, there's an element of that perhaps, but it's a business. They're looking to to buy them to to make them money. Um, you know, naturally over an almost two decade year, the two decade span, the Bramwich has forged a connection with mm. Chelsea and the club, yeah. and naturally that is kind of an in house thing where you can't just magic that up straight away. But listen, it, it all remains to be seen whoever gets them. But I feel like Chelsea will be okay. There's not going to be a shortage of money involved yeah, yeah. Um, I think they'll be fine uh, hopefully not I'd love to see them go to Rack and Ruin and get relegated and never return I despise the club um, mm. that was a bit, a bit harsh perhaps but I don't despise them no I do actually yeah no, they've, they've re- <laughs> you know Chelsea caused me a lot of strife over my younger days like beating Liverpool in finals and, and Champions League so I would happily see Chelsea relegated and would, would like I would rather see Chelsea relegated than the likes of and Everton who Al Everton, talk to me. Yeah, that's bad. They are in disarray mm, at the moment. It's a dire, they've dire just situation. Been, they've just been, um, I believe the tagline was, sticky toffee drubbing. They lost 5-0 to Spurs. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at their their fixtures. What Are Everton, are they doomed? Is there any hope yeah, for them? I think or they, they are doomed. Do you think I they're think getting... they're di- uh, very much like United. They're a disjointed squad. Um, Lampard is, yeah, he's walked himself into... Serious trouble here, you know, taking it, taking this job on. Yeah, and um, brave of him to do it. Brave of him to do it. There's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of um, criticism towards uh, Bill Kenwright, you know, that he's not running the club properly. You know, they're they're riddled with F, uh, with uh, financial fair play as it is. Mm, and yeah. I was listening to Jamie Carragher talk about it and. Should they get relegated with the stadium on the new stadium on the horizon? This could be a really bad time. It's a bad situation, but, isn't you know, it? Yeah. This is just the cluster of fixtures they have between the middle of April and the end of May. We've seen this yesterday, right? but re- now, tell us again. This, um, as well as these games upcoming, they also have Newcastle and Wolves, and then there's, I think, four other games. But this is a cluster mm. of games they have one after each other West Ham, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, Everton, and, uh, sorry, Brentford and Arsenal. Thanks for giving United respect, Paddy. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've, no, but I've made a video on this, and most United fans are saying they'll probably lo- will probably lose to them. And I, I don't think well, we drew will. one all to them in in Old Trafford. Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I was like, at that game. They do have a couple of home games there, and like, Goodison Park is a fantastic. It's just it's an historical ground, and when Goodison Park gets up, it really gets up. But there's only so much getting up you can do when your players are absolutely woeful mm. and not performing. Things look pretty promising with Ancelotti last season. The sure, they, they won the league in November last year, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, with, with Hamas. Yeah. They brought in Hamas and Alan and Ducouri. You know, they brought in some decent players, but I don't know what's happened. Um, Richarlison as well. I don't know what to make of Richarlison. Is is he good enough to kind of, you know, elevate to the next level, or will he always be at that kind of 
mid-table level at an Everton or a, or a Villa or a... I think he's too cocky. He's mm. he, he's he's too cocky above his station. I think he sometimes he, he walks around as if he's the reincarnation of mm. R9 whereas he's, he's 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 good on his day but yeah. I know it's not a talking point but Villa were very impressive on the weekend. What can I see? That's the difference. Mm. Gerrard was the better player the man at Lampard and now he's the better manager. No, let's not get into that now. Oh, no, no. I'm, it's not getting into it. I'm just stating facts here. But, they uh, did that. Not fair. <laughs> they didn't even. That wasn't even a head-to-head with Villa and Everton. Even though Villa, know, of course. at the moment, they were very impressive. In. Yeah, they were. Coutinho was was brilliant. That, that break, it breaks my heart. Al, I can't lie. I wanted him back. I knew. Yeah. I knew he'd be good. I said it. He's fantastic. He's never just going to lose that. No, you're never going to. He's always had that ability yeah, as a player. He's a. Yeah. He's an upper. Like I've seen Villa fans say, he's better. He, he is better than any version of Grealish they've seen. Like different, and he is like he's a different level of footballer. Jack Grealish. Oh, ah, come on. Yeah, I know because of the of the clubs he's played for. But you know, there's a, that's a knee jerk reaction I think from Villa fans well, that was to say bit, that yeah, because well, I mean, it's kind of bitterness on their part. Perhaps. Oh yeah, we've got Philippe Felipe Coutinho in there who's played for Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Liverpool. You know, like no. I, I Grealish made a massive difference at Villa, and what he what he did with them in you know in the Championship and getting them back up to the Premier League, he needs to be credited for he that. Does. I mean, you know, they're you not going to. They do. You hit. can't base it off a few games no, with Coutinho. It but is a knee jerk reaction, and I would know I'm a knee jerk merchant. Yeah, I man, I know Villa Villa fans are going to react that way because there is there's a sense of bitterness with Grealish leaving. Um, they're going to Man City for a hundred million pounds. But yeah, no. Listen, fair play to Villa. But no, just to finish on everything. What's your? Do you think they're going to go down? You're looking at those games. Like I was, I it's hard I, to say. It's, Paddy. it's, it's a bad club, and I'm going to be honest. I know Everton and Leeds go down. No, Watford and, and Norwich are certs. Do you think? So? Yeah. yeah. As well, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I don't, I don't want to see Everton get relegated at all. I really don't. You, you want to torture them well no it's not even that I have, I, have, I, have, I have a little I have respect for everything I always my brother's never a fan you know I don't I don't they're a good club and they're an easy six points every season well the, yeah no listen there's a lot of history with Everton there mm. is never been relegated yeah there, there is and, and it would be upsetting to see that I think it was the same kind of situation with Villa in 2016 when they got relegated it was kind of like a shock to the system yeah. for everyone I mean I, I, yeah yeah you get that it was you know We've had those Everton those relegation were... battles with you know Leeds in two thousand and four, yeah. Newcastle in two thousand and nine, I believe. Am I yeah, yeah. two thousand and nine. I mean they've had a couple, haven't they've they? Had a, they've was, had a couple and, the f- and Villa twenty sixteen. So Everton will be one of the biggest clubs to ever go down. Yeah, probably bigger than Leeds. Do you think bigger? Oh, far bigger than Leeds. I think so. Oh yeah, I think they've well more major honors. Oh, way bigger than Leeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Bigger than Newcastle, because, yeah, because they were kind of head to head with Liverpool in the eighties, yeah. I think. But Leeds in the seventies, listen, I don't, I never watched them, but I, I hear people, of what, how good Leeds were in the seventies and how they were robbed in the Champions League final in nineteen seventy four against Bayern Munich. Yeah, like with, you know. No, I think no. Fair play, Leeds are a big club, but no, I think a lot of the the newer generation. We need to get Johnny Giles in here to talk yeah. about that. No, I think the newer generation underestimate how big Everton are. They disrespect them, and I actually always stick up for Everton and Bates. They're a, f- a huge club. Oh, they were great. One of the yeah. biggest English ever English clubs ever. That, that you know they they challenged that great Liverpool team on yeah. a couple of occasions in and the decade of the eighties. You know, I hope Everton stay up, but it does not look promising. They have a bad run of games and. You know, I don't. Uh, it's, it's, and as you said, it's a it's a terrible situation with that new stadium. They will be in financial disarray. They're already on the borderline of FFP. This relegation could genuinely 
ruin the club and I don't want to see that there's mm. far more clubs ahead of them like I always say like Burnley please Burnley go down just please <laughs> just go I'm sick of you anyway sorry sorry for the well, tangent but Al you're going to wrap us up there I'm nice going to wrap nice us up yeah. yes absolutely and do wrap up it is I very wraps. cold out there James, <laughs> yes ladies. it is it's freezing out there folks yeah, that's all we have time for this week. This podcast was brought to you by Go Loud. Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Whether you're looking for a laugh out loud comedy, a gripping true crime story, or some practical life advice, the Go Loud app is the place for you. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. You'll find Goalmouth first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms too. I've been Al Foran, my co-host Paddy Murphy, and our producer Andrew Loud. We will see you next week, folks. Take care. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.